Welcome back to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. Wow. We're back, boys. The new season must be very close then. Not really. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> premiership season and we've got until October, haven't we? It has been a long few months though, boys. No rugby to talk about. Um, and now finally there is some on the horizon uh, obviously, the World Cup, which uh, G, me and me and you are lucky enough to to be going to, and then a whole new <laughs> so Bath season full of hope um, at the new season, and ultimately uh, probably end in disappointment, boys. Yeah, so welcome back, and great if you're joining us as a listener who enjoyed our podcast throughout Bath's up and down season last year. But if you're a new podcast, my name is Gabriel. That there is Tom. Hello, and that is Charlie. Good evening, everyone. And boys, I feel like uh, we haven't gathered around the microphones in a long time. Uh, Charlie, how have you? filled the time in between drinks um mainly drinking a lot of <laughs> a lot of wine actually uh it's what i've been doing i uh managed to get myself somehow a job uh working for a wine company so uh yeah not too far from uh, from a bottle of uh of that stuff and been getting a few pints in there here and there watched a bit of uh cricket world cup final mm. we've had uh some wimbledon we've had uh the ashes are just kicking off at the moment as well so yeah i've had to i've had to deal with my rugby absences with other sports but it's going all right to be honest yeah I feel like I haven't watched a game of rugby until the England Wales game started a couple of weeks ago I felt like I hadn't watched a game of rugby in about two months so much cricket in my life like I felt like um, I needed a bit of a refresh and I'm so glad and it's made me sort of more excited for for the season to come yeah, I mean, for me, the rugby void has just been uh, basically filled with, as you say, watching other sports um, and also planning upcoming rugby trips. So uh, Japan, as I mentioned, um, big news as well. Bath uh, drew Clement Auvergne in the Champions Cup group. So already looking ahead um, with anticipation for a, alert, uh, yeah. for, a, for a long weekend um, away um, in Clement. So, uh, yeah, great summer, but, uh, but, but glad to be back and uh, discussing rugby with you boys. Yeah, a full season ahead of us. So to come on this podcast, we're going to mainly focus on the five Bath players selected by Eddie Jones for his England Rugby World Cup squad. We're going to talk about them, who's likely to get picked, who's not, any surprise inclusions, anyone we felt missed out. And then we're going to touch on the Bath Rugby uh, news, a bit of news that's come out since our last podcast, not that much. So we'll touch on that as well and maybe give a couple of thoughts looking ahead to Bath season. But there will be a full pre-season podcast when we dive deep into the Bath Rugby squad, give some predictions for the upcoming season and do all of that slightly later on in the summer. So you'll have to wait for that one. Right, boys, um, let's get straight into it then. Um, and yeah, Tom, as I say, five Bath boys in the England squad. Joe Thokonasiga, Anthony Watson, Jonathan Joseph, Rory McConaughey and Sam Underhill. Were you surprised by such a pretty high number? Yeah, I, th- I think I was, to be honest. And, um, you know, probably um, didn't reflect um, how, um, you know, 
probably those players, but also Bath as a team performed um, in the Premiership, Premiership season. But, um, you know, as we've spoken about before, Eddie Jones mm. um, seems to um, disregard Premiership form and obviously um, has been listening to this podcast instead because <laughs> we've been waxing lyrical um, about all those boys, particularly um, Rory McConaughey, um, who I'm sure we'll come on to, but who absolutely cleaned up um, at our end of season uh, podcast awards last season. So, uh, Eddie, if you're listening, um, good call. And uh, I'm sure those boys will uh, do Bath and uh, and the whole country proud in Japan in a couple of months. Yeah, I, I'm slightly going to disagree in the way that I I don't think it's actually that much of a surprise of those those players being included because... I, I know you must admit Rory's a slight surprise I mean okay. I know you're one of his biggest fans all Ultra of us are but, yeah. but he is yeah. a big surprise no, of course he is and he's done he's done unbelievably well to be involved and yeah, we'll, we'll get more into him later but, but I mean, mean but I mean talking of the the other four I, I think Bath we, we can all agree Bath underperformed last season I think if you look at that squad and the individual talent within our squad was was, was never in doubt I mean when we get a full strength team out it, the names on the team sheet are unbelievable. And the likes of Watson, JJ, Underhill, Thokana Seeger, all Joe those might guys. Be a bit of a surprise as well, though. Yeah, so Joe, a couple Joe, of Joe ago. I guess. He's, but but he's, he's been talked about by Eddie for a long time. And True. They, 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 they're, they're all players who have been you know, in the conversation the entire time. And, you know, definitely yeah. Watson and JJ, they've, they've been, they've been yeah. integral to that. My point that was yeah. not that they're not sort of good enough players. I completely agree that um, all five of them are. But if you think that um, how much these guys actually played last season and the form they showed during the season as a whole, what Joseph came back um, in late January, February, so late on in the season, and was brilliant when he came back and made a massive difference to our um, midfield. Likewise with Watson, um, who came back later as well. Underhill, likewise, was, was injured um, for parts of the season. So um, completely agree that they should be on the plane and um, uh, you know any team that has those guys in um, is going to be better for it but I think um, potentially um, you know players who played the whole season and performed during that whole season may um, you know uh, rightly feel slightly aggrieved to have missed out. Yeah, because I think Exeter have only got three players and, and I think it sort of shows because I agree with you Charlie in that Certainly four of them, I mean, certainly four of them are there on merit and, and five of them in, in our opinion. But I think everyone in the country would almost agree that four of them are there on merit. And it kind of just shows how Bath underperformed last season in the fact that and, and, and weren't helped by the fact that they had so many injuries to their biggest players. And that, yeah. that sort of highlights it. And it's not an excuse because you need to be able to build your squad because it's no surprise that, that those boys are going to be off with England or potentially have an injury. You need to build your squad elsewhere. But it just shows how we've got five, extra have got three, and, and we weren't even touching them last season. It just shows how much of an impact losing those guys had and how much, as you say, if we got it all together, it will probably never happen. How forceful we could be for, 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 for a premiership season. Yeah, and you know, guys within the Bath squad who um, we rate very, very highly and if, I'm sure if the three of us uh, picked our squad, well, my squad would be um, essentially a replication of the Bath squad. Charlie, <laughs> you'd probably have a few Quinns boys uh, knocking about uh, as well. But um, I think there are guys within the Bath squad um, that potentially can feel a little bit, um, a little bit aggrieved to have missed out on the thirty-one month squad. Let's just come to that in a second. Before I do, let's just talk a little bit more about the big man, and that is Rory McConaughey. And Charlie, I'll throw it to you what here. A hero. Um, exactly, what a hero! We've sort of um, probably one of our greatest achievements, sort of identifying him quite early on, I would say, and you especially, Charlie, and saying this guy is seriously, seriously good. And, and we're like, you must be pretty pleased to to see him and get the recognition that he deserves. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. I mean. We 
we spoke about back in when we were talking about Six Nations and Bath players that might possibly get to be able to be called up then. And we, I think, I think Tom, you said players with a Marcus Smith-esque chance of being called up. I mean, talking about Marcus Smith-esque chance, mm. we should re- rephrase that to a Rory McConaughey-esque chance because that, yeah, bolter, bolter of the season, but he's completely there, totally mm. and utterly deserved. Like his, his, his recognition is, has been spotted by Eddie and... I think his ability to play across the back three as well. We've always spoken on this podcast about how solid he is under the high ball. Mm. And I think... He's never, made, he's never made a mistake in 15s. That's, that's no, what I'm convinced. I can't yeah. remember him making mistakes. Exactly. I, mean, I wish we could get someone on here and tell us when he did because that is what he's so reliable and he's a great finisher with ball in hand as well. Just to play devil's advocate, Charlie, and what you're saying like completely gets in there on merit. And, and I agree with you for the record. But Chris Ashton decides to do all the England uh, training, go to every um, sort of squad training uh, weekend. And, uh, and, and Mike Brown, um, uh, you know, doesn't pick a fight with, with Ben Teo. Does, does McConaughey still get on the plane? Um, I, to be honest, yes, I, I, I think he does. I think, I think we, we were speaking about this a couple of weeks ago, Gabriel. I think he has that, it's a, for want of a better word, that bit of X factor, something, something mm. special about him. As you say, he's got that finishing capability. He always seems to do something when he gets the ball in his hands. He's, he, he, he always gets the better of that man trying to tackle him. Yeah. Um, and he never puts a foot wrong when he, whether that be under the high ball or defensively. And so I, I think because of that, he thoroughly deserves it. Whereas some of these guys like like Ashton, I think I I immediately think back to uh, when Bath visited Toulon when Ashton was playing for Toulon, and he did that horrible slice kick, and he had an absolute howler of a game. And I, I just can't. I've, I've never really. I know we haven't we haven't got the same amount of game tape on Rory McConaughey as we do of the likes of Chris Ashton and Mike Brown, but I feel. There's something special about McConaughey that those other guys don't have, and I think he can he can match them like for like in most other areas. You know, obviously people are gonna people are gonna differ. People will probably argue that Mike Brown is is better under the high ball than McConaughey, for example. But you know, no, there's not gonna be a complete level level playing field between every single player. And and as well, Charlie, I, I think like the beauty of having a, a so-called Bolton. I think the other one is obviously Ludlam in, in the back row. Is it, there is, is no game tape, it, it, and it kind of re-energizes that that whole sort of position group. Like I feel like the back three for England is such a strong position group, and it's been quite a consistent position group. And having someone like McConaughey who's come in and is probably absolutely chomping at the bit, giving an absolute, it's only gonna raise the, the sort of standard of everyone else I think that's the beauty of having fresh blood into a squad and I think that is a reason why why McConaughey and Ludlam have, have been picked in their prospective positions yeah definitely I think it it does add value having you know uncapped players or mm. players who are relatively new to the scene I think back to when JJ actually burst onto the scene and he broke into that into that England squad and he was not really known on the international on the international stage and he kind of immediately made made a name for himself with that kind of slippery outside arc that he he always he always runs and it, you know it's now such a cliche that, that you associate JJ with that outside arc but it's it's because he he completely made that his own and he burst onto the scene and teams almost didn't know how to defend against it and I I wouldn't even argue that we don't actually see that as much anymore because it's been identified yeah. as such a threat of his and I think having unknown players uncapped players it. it 
because there is mm. no game tape is what I want to say is on, on these guys that it, it actually makes them more valuable in a way I'm yeah. just talking about bursting onto the scene and you know just to put it in some I guess historical context so when England were preparing um, for their sort of doomed uh, <laughs> World Cup attempt a home World Cup in 2015 always got to bring it down <laughs> <laughs> McCon- with historical context who cares about historical well, context well <laughs> M- Rory McConaughey does I tell you because he wasn't even registered at that point for a professional rugby team a year later when uh, the Sevens was obviously introduced to to the Olympics for the first time. McConaughey didn't actually make that first uh, men's squad. He was only brought into the the, the squad later, um, which ultimately went on to sort of win a a silver medal. So his rise from that point four years ago has been absolutely uh, phenomenal. And And, uh, yeah, from December, I mean, he'd made his Bath debut. It's not like he started right the season. He made his Bath first team 15s debut in December. So it's like he's had almost half a season. And and I will just say this, and you probably roll your eyes to say, oh, Gable's sticking up for, for the Bath coaches. But I will just say it's a really good sort of, um, I think a pat on the back should be made to the Bath coaches. I don't know who it is. Maybe Gervin Dempsey, for example, because McConaughey is a guy who they've got as a complete raw talent. And there's no denying his, his raw talent, his skills. Um, but they've coached him to be able to play 15s at such a high level that he's now in the, in the England squad as one of the elite back threes in the country and I think the Bath coaches take a huge amount of credit for that and I, I don't know who to credit but I can imagine it's someone like Gervin Dempsey who's who's coached him and he looks like such a well coached player he doesn't look like he's only had one year but uh, 15s experience if anything completely the opposite mm, yeah and I, I, on, on that point talking about the coaches I, we've probably criticised them in in mm. you know, for their man management in terms of contracts etc but i think their man management of bringing bringing players through like that and using the uh the a-league yeah as uh, the, yeah the, the a-league on the you know, monday night games as a way of you know to try them in different positions yeah try well. them in different yeah. positions but also i think it's a valuable tool when we spoke with charlie yules up at farley house yeah. earlier in the season he he pointed out how valuable it was returning from injury to be able to use those games and i think i i i can't I can't really speak too much for other clubs because you've got to really pay a lot of attention to it yeah. to know what's going on in the A-League system. But um, I, I think Bath do use that well. Yeah. Obviously, Bath have got form with uh, bringing in non-rugby uh, union 15s yeah, don't, players don't um, into, into the World Cup. So uh, hopefully we don't, don't have another. Hopefully we don't have another Mr. <laughs> Burgess on the on the cards. And, and hopefully, um, you know, McConaughey. Um, actually gets a run out um, for England at some point. Obviously, he's been massively unlucky um, with picking up separate injuries in the week leading up to the two Wales games. Um, And it looks like he's not going to be fit for for this Saturday either against Ireland. uh, If it was to be a Burgess situation, though, Eddie Jones would decide to pick McConaughey and then play him in the back row because that's what they did with Burgess. (laughs) He could probably do it. Well, he probably could do it. He could probably do it. Nothing. Nothing he can't. Right, that's (laughs) 10 minutes of eulogising about Rory McConaughey ticked off the agenda. Tom, right, I'm off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's everything for this week's note. Um, Right, Tom, you mentioned briefly before I cut you up about the Bath boys, perhaps that you felt were unlucky not to get into the 31-man squad. Who did you perhaps have in mind? I think there are a couple that are probably on the fringes um, and probably, you know, just missed out in that last position in in that particular position group. Um, But I think still, based on their form and and probably our uh, particularly impartial uh, uh, point of view, can can feel slightly disappointed. Um, The first one is, is Tom Dunn. 
Um, we spoke about um, you know whether England would take two or three hookers. Um, in the past, Jones has sort of shown that he's quite happy to take two um, hookers, and um, you know we weren't sure at that point if Hartley would be playing. Um, obviously, Dylan Hartley won't be um, part of uh, the World Cup squad, so you think with sort of in that context that uh, Tom Dunn would have a pretty good chance, um, and uh, you know. Cowan Dickey in a second choice. Um, he hasn't um, necessarily shown much form international uh, level. Um, obviously, nor has Tom Dunn. And then I think Jack Singleton um, coming in as third choice for me is a very strange decision. Utility back He's, row. Well, exactly. I mean, he, that's he, what Dunn needs to do. Play a bit of six with Bath and he'd be in yeah, there. Yeah, well, he came on I in mean, the first Wales Test yeah, match for a few minutes like in, in the back row and then was actually yeah, picked. A few minutes. Um, it, was, at, it was about 90 seconds. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Didn't touch the ball or do anything at all. And then he was yeah. picked in a in a Michael Van Vuren uh, style. <laughs> yeah, where's hooker, Michael Van hooker, Vuren? Hooker slash back row um, <laughs> hybrid position against Wales. So that's a very strange decision. Um, I think I think Singleton's a quality player, um, by the way. But um, yeah, Tom Dunn's certainly one for for me. You... Yeah, I think we'd agree with that. Yeah, Charlie, definitely. is there anyone that that you would you would want to point out? Uh, I definitely think. Like Zach Mercer is un- mm. unfortunate to be to, to be overlooked. I think, especially with his versatility versatility across the entire back row, uh, it's it, it is really really valuable. You know, we talk, people are already already talking about that four day turnaround we've got right at the start of the tournament. Who's going to play that? That sorry to bite you off, but who's going to play that second game? There's so much pressure on Billy, yeah, especially with his injury record. I mean, I completely agree that that Mercer or Hughes I'm less of a fan of Hughes Mercer's a shock because I'm a Bath fan but Mercer certainly Charlie I'd agree I, I think he's he's not really got a look in as well I don't feel like yeah I know he, he got he got just turned away basically yeah, straight yeah. away he never really got a chance him to impress the England camp or anything yeah. so uh, yeah it's it, it's on un, it, it's unfortunate um because I, I think he's been quality obviously we're going to say that we are Bath fans but I think I think even from a neutral point of view he's definitely he definitely had a had a shot at making that camp and he's 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 a quality player but you know he's 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 young he's got four years mm. still to the next next world cup and I'm sure without doubt he'll be involved in that one but yeah he's he's probably unlucky to be to be overlooked but I mean, yeah I think the other point I'd make on this is you know these guys are on the fringes you know they have been involved in um, previous England uh, you know training squads training camps um, and we know that injuries can happen um, a in training and b in the warm up matches and actually um, out of the World Cup so you know there's a, there's a very good chance um, that these guys uh, potentially um, could be involved um, at some point depending on obviously um, how England get on we've seen how the World Cup can make heroes of the most unlikely of suspects Bath, Bath's very own Stephen Donald <laughs> um, uh, to take to take an example so uh, yeah who knows maybe it'll be Tom Dunn coming on to kick the winning kick in the in the final <laughs> November the 2nd yeah and one man who has got a high chance of being the, well he's definitely the next cab off the rank would be Charlie Yules yeah so, I, I think he's more unlucky in the terms of He's unlucky to play in the position that he does. That yeah. sounds like a strange thing to say, but he's unlucky to play in 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 the second row where we're so um, like stacked. Stacked, exactly, for want of a better word. If he was a tight head prop, then you know he'd be uh, he'd, be the, the first name, he'd um. be the first name on the list. So. And Jonesy playing him at six as well. He's yeah. obviously he'll be he'll be asking Elliot Stook for some uh, for some notes, won't he, boys? Yeah, was his stock is Duke bolted on to start a six again. Yeah, the, I think the I clash think, wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think 
<laughs> that one aged well. Um, yeah, no, he Charlie Yules is he, he's, he's certainly unfortunate. So um, and yeah, I thought he had a he, great he game. Probably, his his omission was probably just a function of you know how many people Jones and the other coaches decided to pick in each position group. If they decided to pick two hookers and take an extra second row, um, he would have almost certainly gone. So yeah. as you say, he's an ex come off the rank and uh, he might get a chance. Right. So we've discussed the the five guys and maybe a few we we thought were unlucky. Um, out of the five, Tom. How many do you think we're going to see in the in England's first fifteen? So whether that's in the first game, I don't know. But say England's game against France, how many? How many of the England? How many? Sorry, how many of the Bath five are we going to see in the England fifteen? I think it will. Uh, I'm not that optimistic to be honest that um, too many of them will actually make that that starting fifteen. Can I just um, can I just ask on. to clarify? You mean if we how many come will? into a World Cup? Quarterfinal, well, for example. So, so the, so the, what's going to be our starting, starting 15? Because it's going to be... Everyone fit. Yeah, so, yeah. so the first two games, I think he'll rotate. And then Argentina, France, Probably the last Probably get McConaughey two. debut against uh, the USA in that first game. Yeah, yeah. or Tonga. Um, so, so the last two group games, France and Argentina, um, where we're going to pick our best team because they're on, they're on back-to-back weekends. Who do you think... How many of the five do you think will, will, will be in the 15? I, I think Watson's a shoo-in. Yep. Um, I think he's definitely, he's, def- he's, he's definitely shown enough... Um, in particularly in the in the warm up games and and, and being absolutely quality um, uh, in, on the wing where he's played and uh, I'm obviously as, as as you boys know a, a fan of Watson on the wing at international level um, and I think he's also got a better chance of starting there because I think um, Jones is pretty set on on playing daily as as fullback. Yeah, it's a toss um, up. I, I'd probably have him at 15. I think. Yeah, what Watson? Yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. have. Watson. I'm sorry, Tom. I know we disagree yeah, on this, yeah. but I, I mean, I definitely have Watson at 15. I I, I think he's way more secure at 15 than daily and I think he's a better running threat at 15 than daily yeah he's definitely a better running threat I do think do you not think it's slight worry that Wales have seen dailies at 15 and and their tactic is instantly whether rightly or wrongly in a warm up game their tactic in a warm up game is let's bomb him well I think it was just he hasn't played that much international 15 so let's test him out and I thought but it's the World World Cup's in in... yeah but I thought he actually acquitted himself quite well maybe they're trying to exploit you know a weakness in his inexperience he was solid under the high ball and the other point I'd make is they're quite fluid um, when Watson and Daly are playing yeah. together, um, and I don't know whether it's you know where the um, where the sort of uh, whatever it is the set piece is, and obviously Watson being a right footer and Daly a left footer, if they um, change based on that. But we saw in that Wales game. Are you that pleased with them, them being, there's being a fluid thing? Do you not want the 15? And, and do you not think that that if if Daly was the perfect 15, do you think there'd be a need for it to be fluid? What other international teams have a 15 where they, they don't 100 percent trust? Possibly not. But times? then I think that's Eddie Jones's Probably philosophy. New Zealand. That like yeah, ben Smith and Ben Barron. Perhaps New Zealand, <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's Eddie Jones' philosophy coming through. He's not so much about what number's on your back and he will move players around. There'll be coaches that um, would completely agree with you and say, no, he's 15, he's playing 15 for the whole game. Mm. I know, as, as I say, I think Watson will, will certainly play. If he plays 15, I'm not going to um, complain, but I think... You will. I, you I, will. I, well, I will complain, actually. <laughs> but I won't complain too much. Um, I think his best position at international level um, is on the wing. Um, you know, he's a Lions, uh, he's a Lions wing. Um, so so, so it's daily. daily. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, right, so so I've been unraveling at the seams. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I, I think we can all agree that Watson well, well, yeah, is, is a shoe. Watson will play, and I'll, I'll be very surprised if he didn't. But on on this point, it seems we're talking about high balls. One man I do think 
is probably more vulnerable than Elliot Daly under Ivo is definitely Joe Thognazigo. Oh, I'm playing ice. He's quality. Uh, yeah, you, you, you've got nothing bad. You've got nothing bad not to say word, about that, Not a word. Not a word. So not not even that Gareth Davies try that uh, we saw. No, he's it's certainly not his fault. It's it, certainly not his fault. And then it, I, th- I think in the I think, first test. Yeah, so, I think, no. I think on, I think he's got to make that tackle, Billy. Number eight. There's there's no one outside. Right, yeah, 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 we're, we're, we're going off zero. To anyway, the anyway. question was who, t- Tom? How many do you think? And then I'll come to you, Charlie. How many do you think? How many do I think Eddie Jones will pick? Yeah, one, one, just yeah. Watson, just Watson. Charlie. Uh, I I think JJ's definitely got mm. a serious shout of being. I prefer J- you, JJ over Slade. Do you think? Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's tough call. It's a tough call. Um, uh, those two are so interchangeable. I think. Uh, Go on, Pinny Colors, think... Colors of the Mast. Who's, how many are you picking? How, how many do you think Eddie Jones is picking? Um, JJ all fit, all fit. Yeah. yeah, all fit. Probably five. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not five. I, I think, I think Underhill, Underhill when he's fit, he's, he's got to be starting, mm-hmm. surely. I, I think. Over Curry? Or both? I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, no, I, I think, I, I honestly, I'd probably have, have Underhill. I think we, we, Honestly, mm. I couldn't believe this. Underhill only has something like eight caps. Yeah, wow. he's... Hey, I feel like he's been around for ages and ages, but he's only... He's injury-ridden. He is yeah, injury-ridden. Well, that is a worry the... that we'll get onto later, I'm sure. But yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, uh, Watson definitely... Uh, let's, call it, let's call it two or three. Two, two or three, three with, with JJ yeah. and um, JJ yeah, so and I think Underhill. both of them are sort of battling 50-50 battles yeah, yeah. And, and so likely to get one of them maybe not both exactly. um, for me Joe's a shoo on the wing uh, because uh, he's amazing but yeah so I, don't, you, I don't think who, many people who are you not playing on the wing then? Uh, I've, well we've been through this loads of times so I'm playing Watson at 15 um, Thocken and and now but they're, not yeah, gonna, they're just not going to do that no, but Johnny May will uh, that's will, why I'm not, not getting paid 500 jo- grand to be a wing coach yeah John, Johnny Johnny <laughs> Johnny, not yet. Johnny, yeah, Johnny well, May, yeah, Eddie, if you're listening again, um, you know you potentially got your your replacement Successor. here. Successor. You got three volunteers, <laughs> three very willing I'll volunteers. I'll take a decent pay cut uh, as well, yeah. RFU. If you're looking Johnny, to save cash, I'll definitely do it. Um, right, so we reckon three. Tom's pessimistic with one, so you'd have Slade over over Jay. Do you think? Oh, no, I think this is what Eddie Jones will do because I think Tulangi will play twelve, and and um, Jones will opt for a probably slightly better distributor and uh, another kicking. Uh, a, a 13 and Slade's been quality let's let's not be around the bush True. when he's played um, recently and I think that um, with with the form that Tom Curry showed and unfortunately the injuries that Underhill has had he will just get the edge but that is a very tight one and you know Curry, Curry's a doubt for um, or, or has been sort of uh, picked up a knock for this week's training and hasn't been training fully um, so it could very very easily be that one of those guys injured and yeah. Underhill's Sunday yeah, we, should, we should so, see Underhill this, um, this weekend shouldn't we yeah, yeah. fingers crossed for it, yeah, so well. as long as they're not playing judo and then I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised boys that in, in the 23 if um, if uh, if Joe um, is, is a fairly regular um, sort of appearance on, on that suspense just because of the impact um, that he makes when he comes on I think particularly in the last game against Wales when he got the ball he looks he looks like he's got bigger he yeah. looks like he's got bigger over the off season and I didn't think that was actually possible um, for particularly for someone of 21 22 years of age and, and I will Ridiculous. say I will say as well I, I think we've sort of I think when when you two I, I don't say well but bad word about Joe but when you two sort of criticise Doc and Asiga, I think it's around him getting involved maybe not as much as he could have and I think in the, in, in the past well certainly in the first one at Twickenham he was involved a lot more around the fringes sort of a role that Jack now plays really well for both Exeter and England 
picking and going, getting involved, and just sort of throwing his weight around because he's such a big guy. He's Completely. like another forward. So I've been really pleased with that. And I wonder if that's a thing that the England coach said, look, we're going to take you, but we need you still to work on this. And hopefully he brings that back in, in into a bar show because I've been really impressed with that. That's a very, yeah, very good point. I actually, actually picked that up as well. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, right, let's move on now um, and do something slightly lighter. And it's a little game that I've had all summer to prepare for. So we'll see just how well it goes down. So you pulled it together an hour ago, yeah? Correct, yeah. <laughs> In the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so... It's surrounding the five Bath boys selected in the England squad um, who we've spoken about at great length so far on this podcast. And I want you two guys to list them in uh, a certain order um, and I'll try and work out. So if you get one in the right spot, it's one point and obviously five, you get five points. Um, Okay, let's get going. It's not going to be like alternate. We'll we'll write these down, yeah? Oh, no, we'll do one at a time. We'll do one at a time. Okay. So, So you write them all down, five, and then we'll check it, and then we'll do. I've okay, got three right. of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. So we'll start with a, a relatively simple one to, mm-hmm. to get us going because I was quite confused with the game and I made it. So we'll start with in ascending order from low to high. Okay. So yeah. always ascending. Cool. Uh, all, okay, right. Always ascending, always ascending right. from mm-hmm. low to high. The age of the five Bath boys selected: Watson, Joseph, McConaughey, Unhill, and Joe. The age, age from low to um, high. Oof, sure that. There's a couple that are, yeah. There's a few that are very close in age. Yeah, I think I think I got that. So you got it. Spot on. I think I got it. Spot on. Oh, yeah, can't be too hard. I think I've got it. There's one I'm I'm slightly. Are we going for that one now? Or okay, yeah, we'll go for that one now. So, yeah. um, the youngest, Charlie. Uh, should I just tell you what I got? No, no, the youngest. Just, okay, please. Joe. Joe. Tom, do you have to? Yeah, Joe's okay. One point. Second youngest. Underhill. Correct. That's same. Yep. That's what I got. So 21 and 23 yeah. respectively. Next. Watson. I also went Watson. Oh, spot on. Three Oof. out of three. I knew this one would be close with... with well, yeah. go on. So you next, got? Tom. JJ. You went JJ four. Yeah, I've also got JJ yep. Big Mac. Oh, both wrong. Really? Oh. Yeah. JJ's 28. Rory's oh, 27. 27. Oh, is he? So oh, three yeah, points each. So, yeah, 21, 23, 25. Right. Watson's only 25. That's ridiculous. 27 and Mark 28. Mark Watson's late 20s is a bit older. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'd ask you how many caps he's got, but I feel that's going to come up. No, I couldn't work not? it out. No. Too bad I thought he'd be in note. No. Okay, right. Um, next, the next one. Tom, I think you're like this one. Play, play along at home. See yeah, please play along at home. Yeah. yeah. Good. See if you could beat us. <laughs> Should not be too hard. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of listener interaction um, going. Yeah, if if you could uh, maybe send us a tweet at Bath Rugby Plug. We've not thrown that one in yet. No, or Bath Rugby Plug at gmail.com It's probably not been checked in about eight months. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we haven't sent an email to that in the last couple of months. Yeah, sorry. We, very <laughs> sorry. we haven't got back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. At some I can point. barely check my own email, so sorry. Um, right, next. Yeah, good plugging, Tom. Uh, next, we'll go in ascending order again. In weights, in kilograms. Well, the weights stay Weight. the same, but I'll tell Weight. you in kilograms. Um, okay, right. This is good. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> Thank you. This is tough. Thank you. I'm going to go... Oh. Try and do some uh, kind of outline some work. Some lower so we, so right, we can okay. improve so, the listener sort of yeah. experience going okay, so I've got my uh, pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty confident at yeah, one, I'm, I'm, one I'm, end yeah, of the scale I've got one and two <laughs> it's, pretty, kind of... yeah, it's pretty easy but then yeah 
Um, bit, of, bit of interference there. Last <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, sorry about Apologies that. Apologies for that. Charlie, sort the technical out. Right. Uh, yeah, is this some kind of okay? Let's let's, let, let, let's right. These are as per uh, Wikipedia, I think. As per Wikipedia, the Bath website one. I'll tell you after. But the Bath website on one of them is wrong, completely wrong. So I had Give to. Give Wikipedia here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, right. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm ready. Quickly. Right. Okay. I'm good to go. You're good to go. Yep. Right, Tom. You kick us off with the lowest. Big Mac. No. Oh, oh, I had Big Mac as well. Big Mac as really? well. No. So JJ is the lightest at 91 kg. Who? Where did you have JJ? Uh, number two. Oh, I had him at number three. Oh, number three. <laughs> okay. So McConaughey's two. Who's that? Yeah. Assuming McConaughey's. So I've got. I've, all right. Fine. So you've got JJ three. Yeah. I've I feel got, like okay. you've. I feel like you've complicated. Yeah, this is falling apart now. You yeah. just run us through your five. Right. I've got Charlie. Big Mac, Watson, JJ, Underhill, Joe, is what I had. And then so what got, do you so have? You got two points. There, you yeah. got two points. And I've there, got yeah. Big Mac, JJ, Watson, Underhill, Big J. So I've got three points. Yeah, you got three points. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, what, so it what's is. The order? Can you, can you list? Can you? Uh, yeah. So the order you... is JJ ninety one kg, right? McConaughey ninety three kg, Anthony Watson ninety five kg, Blimey. Sam Underhill one hundred and three kg, and Joe one hundred twenty two on Wiki. Oh the Bath website had him at about. I think they had 103 or something. No, he's <laughs> so, over. He's over so 19. Check the so. bar. Yeah, the bar's website was wrong. So I, that's why I went Wikipedia. He was. He was in England. Both England teams. He was comfortably um, the second heaviest guy after Billy. And out of both teams against Wales, only Thomas Francis um, on the on the Welsh side out of their whole 15 was <laughs> was heavier than him. So that yeah. And yeah, what, what's his hundred meter time? It is ridiculous. What Thomas Francis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> He'd still be going if he tried it on Saturday. <laughs> right. So uh, we're on what four? You got four last time. No, th- three. No, last so time. yeah, you got one more than me in that. So, so six, 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 five, five, six, five, six, yeah. five. Good. Right. Um, okay. So the last one, and this is very revealing. The last one is the number of minutes played by each of them in ascending order for Bath last season. Right. Good one. Okay. Thank you. Uh, quick shout out to Daniel Evans at Somerset Live for his incredibly enlightening article about this at the end of last season, so, which I used. From yeah, lowest to highest. We don't do any of our own yeah. research. <laughs> yeah. From lowest to yeah, highest. Lowest to highest, please. Uh, right. Okay. Ascending order. Um, you can. This is going to be interesting. You happy with my summer's work? <laughs> Don't think my employers are, but... Um, <laughs> oh, I feel like there's going to be something quite... Yeah, from uh, low to high, please. Hmm, okay. How are you feeling about this, Tom? Yeah, I think... I, I don't know, again, there's a few where I'm, I'm a bit like... Did they play more than I thought? Yeah, I'm going to switch it. Yeah, I feel like... I feel, I feel like okay, one of those go. is going to trip everything out. Good to go, Bill. Um, wait, let me think. Shall I read mine out and we can uh, well, stick, wait stick with him. yours? Just wait for him because we, yeah, we've added... Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. In previous podcasts, there's been a lot of um, debate about cheating. So yeah. Well, so wherever, you get, this, not normally wherever you get this po- podcast on, uh, on whatever app you use, there's normally a button which is 15 <laughs> seconds forward. So <laughs> just get involved with that. Um, so you should have clicked that point. 15 seconds ago because yeah. they knew to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go, lads. And I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, how do I do this? Go, through, I, go, go through all your five? Yeah, Tom, you just go. Oh, I've gone yeah. Watson, Underhill, JJ, Big Mac, and then uh, Joe. Um, and then Joe. Right, so I've gone okay. 
Watson, Underhill, JJ, Joe, Big Mac. Three to Charlie, one to Tom. Oh, Charlie he, takes he it. Sneaks it. <laughs> one, one. He one. It. Uh, right, so we'll go through the actual order. So Anthony Watson in fifth place. Yeah. Played 154 minutes, which was just 6% of Bath's minutes last season. In second place was JJ. Played uh, 833 minutes, which was 32.5%. Then Underhill. Uh, at 1,021 minutes, which was 39.9%. Oh, so, and oh, then Doc and Asiga, 1,082 minutes at 40, 42.3%. And the last one, McConaughey, 1,416. 55% of past minutes. Bearing in mind he made his uh, debut in October. Pretty much crazy, yeah. um, all... Yeah, he played uh, basically every single pretty, game yeah, pretty pretty since, every since he turned so, up. Yeah, that's, that's um, amazing. I, I, yeah, I, it was Underhill. Yeah, I, 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 would have, I would have had a full five. So yeah, I switched Underhill and JJ. Me so. too. No, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it just shows as well. We were speaking about it earlier when we said about how surprised we were that there was five boys. But when one of your, your, your arguably your best players playing six percent of your minutes, it, it sort of shows like how you can struggle in the season when he's taking up a lot of uh, of, the, of the salary cap. But but he's sort of massively reliant on him to to have a strong season speaking, when he can only play six. Speaking of which, poor Toby Falatel. Yeah, and well, um, Tom. Oh, very good segue. To a slightly later section in in the podcast. Okay. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about the how the Bath boys went in the England games, or or, or should we? Should we well, we've kind it? of well, already done it. Any, I think. Any, yeah. any massive takeaways, Charlie? Any massive takeaways? JJ looks sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier that I, I fully expect him to be very close to that starting yeah. 15 because yeah. defence yeah. in that first game especially at, at Twickenham he, yeah, definitely. Mean, he looked back to his best which is really exciting for, for, yeah. for a Bath fan we, we know JJ and, and Anthony Watson mm. are, are international class Lions class um, you know it was good to see Thokonosiga come on against better opposition um, obviously after he played against um, Italy um, Italy yeah um, and um, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Underhill shapes up obviously having been um, having been injured and then Long um, awaited debut for, for McConaughey, but yeah, yeah, not too much to say. And I would say on those games, it wasn't particularly high standard rugby. Um, it was kind of quite were, enjoyable, that especially it was the enjoyable, first game, but they were I both really enjoyed they it. were both kind yeah. of um, second game fairly error, error strewn. I think particularly Wells played poorly in that first game. So and I do um, think it's quite positive though, just on a quite macro level, like the fact that we've sort of beaten Wales comfortably at home and came close to beating them or certainly drawing with them in Cardiff and they're playing probably what would be considered to be a stronger team than ours I think you know it's been reasonably well covered but I think that is quite positive yeah. I'm looking forward to a, a potential quarterfinal matchup. Which, yeah but, but um, big, bigger challenges to come for sure yeah definitely and, and, and England have a tendency to bottle it at the World Cup so uh, fingers crossed that doesn't happen so who's who's coming second in their in their group then what do you mean uh, us or us or Wales yeah, wow. We're just, yeah, <laughs> I think for, yeah, for us to meet, one of us has got to come second. After last, after last time, I'm just not even bothered about thinking about that. Yeah, Let's just, just get out of the group. We're tickets um, to the quarterfinal. I don't care as long as we're no, in one of them. Worry about that then. <laughs> yeah, it would be brilliant seeing England Wales in the quarterfinal. Yeah, it would be absolutely very brilliant. Good. Not um, to bang on about too much, Charlie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's enough of that. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's move on. It's a weekend, to, um, mate. So you won't be you won't be sat at work because most of the games are about 11, 12 o'clock. In the morning, um, UK time. So for all those uh, uh, weekday games, uh, yep. you might have to. Uh, you might have to. Um, You've already got a bollocking this week from your boss watching the Ashes. So <laughs> <laughs> how's that going to go down? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out a way. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress, but I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Good. Right. Um, let's move on to away from England and onto a bit of few bits of Bath news which have cropped up since our last podcast, which was quite a while ago. And surprisingly, there's not been that many big stories. Um, 
lads, where do we want to sort of start on this? Tom, you mentioned Talipi Falatau and, uh, and his unfortunate injury. Perhaps we'll start there. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's just, you know, we spoke about um, how obviously we'll probably, um, we may come up against Wales at some point in the um, in the World Cup. And obviously he's a massive weapon for them as he is for um, Bath and every team he's played for. Um, but that aside, like, I would love to see him um, playing for Wales, playing at his very best during the World Cup because he's such a quality player um, and you want the best players in the world to be playing for yeah, um, for their respective sides. Yeah. So um, another, um, more surgery for him, another um, bad injury. And it seems like he is, um, you know, for all his talent, um, as a rugby player, he is very, very susceptible to for injury. Caught the so, bug, isn't he? Um, like. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure when he's, uh, if it's kind of been um, estimated when he's going to be back. No, um, they all, just had missed the World Cup and there was no sort of news yeah. on yeah. from I a think, Bath point of view. I think so. I remember reading something saying it should be about, uh, it would be about six to eight weeks, which mm. means he'd be back in the World Cup but that's kind of best yeah, best scenario is. and I think then you don't want to come back and then and then and he's screw it up yeah yeah exactly on his on his, on his wrist and I think he, he himself will probably which he himself will probably just want to just just to get just to get back yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nothing for him though because I mean he's probably you'd probably say he's at the peak of peak of his powers yeah um, maybe four years ago slightly better but I mean this is his this is a World Cup where Wales have potentially got a good chance and, and Falatau's well, one of the one best players yeah. and exactly and, and it's gutting for him you know we've got a bit of a soft spot obviously for Talupe being a Bath player and I, as much as yeah it would be nice if, if we come across them in the quarterfinal they don't have Falatau as you say Tom you want to see the best players at the World Cup and generally gutted for him because it just seems like he, the, the guy just can't catch a break no. and he, yeah. he's just such a good I mean, player Nothing but sympathy for the bloke, all for him. But from a bar point of view, <laughs> but from a bar point of view, yeah, it, it, from a bar point of view, I, I mean, all it means is hopefully come come October, he's going to be fit and firing and ready to go. He'll be, he won't, he won't have been. Have to he went yeah. over Mercer, they mate. Uh, oh, I see. God. <laughs> well, my uh, my favourite statistic uh, that I think I mentioned um, about a million times last season that he's never started um, a Premiership match with um, Underhill um, or a match for Bath with Underhill and Francois Lowe. So um, hopefully we'll get him back chomping at the bit and uh, uh, play a bit of rugby with those guys. Francois Lowe as well. Yeah, his, uh, boys also um, going with a very uh, strong uh, rugby champions. Um, uh, uh, side South Africa to the World Cup, and they've got to be yeah, a bit of shout out. Yeah, I, we, we were saying he was well, probably me. I should probably, yeah, I probably a little Washed bit humble by thinking, <laughs> thinking that, that that his his kind of powers were were dewaning, but he's we're dewaning. Know. Dwayne Vermeulen. <laughs> <laughs> we're waning. Waning. Right, the let's move on from that absolute yeah. shambles from Charlie and let's talk about <laughs> the... Um, Got that and just repeat it throughout the podcast. <laughs> um, right, where do we want to go next? Let's go to... Champions Cup. Um, Champions Cup Because I'm very, very excited okay. about this, how, as I mentioned. And Charlie, an opportunity for another away day in France for you to bring out your uh, uh, French skills. Hopefully no gilets jaunes there uh, this time at the Stade Marcel uh, Michelin. But um, heard great things about that. Uh, stadium and the atmosphere there. Toulouse was absolutely incredible, and, uh, there, as, as all our listeners who uh, who are out there as well can testify to. So um, we don't know when that is yet, but um, I will certainly um, be going uh, be going there. And, and boys, Ulster as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like to get across the Ulster. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, but, what are your thoughts on the the Champions Cup draw? Come against your boys as well, your former boys, Harlequins. <sighs> well, ask uh, there's, there's a soft spot for them. I, 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 you know, I, I like Quins, but yeah, um, it's all it's, about the blue, black, and white. But it's it's, it's almost it's, a perfect group. Like, yeah. 
like, I think so. two great away days and then and then Quinns, which is you know a team I feel like we can beat. So yeah, it's, it's London as well. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's nice, nice place to go. It's probably better than Coventry or whatever we had yeah. last season. So uh, yeah, it's. It's 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 a, it's a decent group, you know. I think we definitely got a real real good shot at getting out of it. I mean, the hard yeah. one's going to be Clermont, but um, you know, yeah, you uh, think they'd be big favourites to to sort of top it, to but top it. But if yeah, we can potentially in a, in a runner up in a, in a runner, runner up spot is 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 more than likely for us to get. Yeah, so, I, uh, I definitely think it, it could have been more difficult. I mean, you get sort of groups of death every well, year. I mean, yeah, and imagine being. I was just trying to get it. Yeah, up, yeah. groups. Imagine being an Ospreys fan. Saracens, Munster, and Racing ninety two <laughs> um, in their group, which is um, <laughs> which is pretty tough. But you know, the other groups, um, you know, look, um, I would say fairly. Uh, fairly competitive. Pool one, for example, Treviso, Northampton, Leinster, and Leon. Um, you know that's a mm. um, bit of a shootout for second place, uh, to be honest. And that could be um, could be very very interesting indeed. Yeah, potentially. But a hypothetical question for you then, boys. So um, Billy Burns is starting for um, Ulster. Um, Where you're, you're picking um, the Bath team to go and uh, go uh, to Ravenhill and, and face face Ulster. Do you put Freddie Burns starting? Um, at 10 and uh, see if the emotions make him into a um, an absolute phenom on the day and, and, and win the day or um, do you go for the safer option and, and, and potentially not let um, Freddie's emotions boil over? Gee, I won't come to you um, <laughs> with this <laughs> Why one. Not? Why um, forever not? <laughs> and, and listen back to previous podcasts if you're not sure. Um, but Charlie, no, did I, you pick I Freddie? Think, oh yeah, I think, I think, I think Burns uh, would, would, would do a good job. I, I've been uh, like uh, definitely an advocate. Ten. Uh, no, ten. <laughs> I've definitely been an advocate for for Freddie Burns. I think I think he's 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 definitely got so much talent, and you know he's he he can have an absolute shocker from time to time, as we definitely we definitely seen over last season. But you know, sometimes he's he he's he's phenomenal, and he he can't be stopped. As I say, look at the Gloucester game um, when we we were away at King's Home. He was he was unstoppable. And unfortunately, had to. Uh, Fifty minute Freddy had to uh, had to come had to come off, but um, three words, lads. Tom de Glanville. Oh, I was I was going to yeah, I was I was, was going to bring that, but yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not something. Let's not get into that. Yeah, let, let's push. Yeah. Let's push, and let's push on to the uh, fact that I think this is something we spoke about and sort of relates a little bit to the World Cup. Um, but the fact that we've decided not to employ sort of an interim defence slash forwards coach with Neil Hatley coming in after his England commitments, he's going to be there later than certainly ideal. And, and it obviously depends on how well England go um, as to when he's going to be able to sort of take up his role with Bath. And, and I think we sort of encouraged or, or wanted to see maybe someone come in on an interim basis. But Hooper has recently announced that that's not going to happen, Charlie. And what were your sort of initial thoughts? Would you still, well, obviously it's not going to happen, but would you sort of be in the party that that's for the best, we get someone in, or or, or, or maybe not? I, I, I think it's, it's it's pretty disappointing. I think it, when, you, when you're turning up to a new club, you are going to want to, you know, shake the bag a bit and mix things up. And uh, you're going to have to... In, instill your own your own personal uh what's the word you to, yeah 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 in, in, philosophy, in, yeah. instill your own philosophy your own game plan uh in whatever aspect of the game that is and i think if you if you're going to turn up once we've had an entire pre-season and you some some earlier what are the, the anglo welsh no, yeah, it's not the premiership cup games uh then yeah it's not yeah, it's, it's not, not. It's, it's not, not ideal. It's not, it's what not really to, positive. What I was asking, if would you like to see someone come in and take his role, or are you happy to sort of see that dealt with 
in-house. I, I, I would have liked someone to be at least been in that role, someone that he could have had, someone to have completely assumed that role and had a big debrief this time of the year with, with Neil yeah. Hatley. In, yeah. Yeah, and then and try to instill definitely at least the game plan that's going to happen. Because I, I understand that Neil Hatley isn't, he, he's going to have talked to Stuart Hooper, etc. But Stuart Hooper's got all of his own personal responsibilities mm. to deal with. And if we could have someone into him to do his best to 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 impersonate Neil Hatley, if you like, and then and then got well, by the time Neil got to wear shorts at all times, <laughs> <laughs> no trousers <laughs> may, may not be uh, the best idea for a uh, new coach Luke Charteris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, pretty long pair of shorts, Neil. Uh, Tom, anyway. what were your thoughts on uh, that? Neil? I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit torn on this because. Um, Obviously, you mentioned the, the Premiership Rugby Cup, and we don't actually start the, the full Premiership campaign until the 18th of October, um, which is obviously much later than usual. But like you say, the World Cup finals are on the 2nd of November. So if um, you know England do manage uh, to get to the final or even the semi-final um, the week before, it's likely that um, Hatley will miss pre-season plus the first four um, Premiership games um, against Bristol, Exeter, Wasps, and Northampton's on the ninth, so he may or may not be back, but that's going to mm. be pretty uh, tight. And he obviously won't be involved in the training week, so I think we can kind of write that one off as well. So for me, that is a bit of an issue. I think Tom, we, who, who, we, we saw sorry. the issue, just just let me finish. We saw the issue with um, with Tobias Matson and Todd Blackadder coming in after pre-season. Mm. It took them a while to, um, probably even a season, to try and imprint their um, philosophy, their mindset on, on the game. On the other hand... Um, I do think if you bring in a, a high-profile name um, on a short-term basis, you do run the risk um, of them um, kind of implementing their thoughts on the game, their philosophy of the game um, onto the players. And then it makes it even more difficult for Hatley um, when he comes back. Um, and, you know, we've obviously got Luke Charters coming in, as I mentioned. Um, we've got Stuart Hooper, who is DOR, but who, you know, has been involved in coaching previously with the forwards um, and who I think will kind of um, look to assume that role. Um, obviously, Mark Lilly stepping mm. up from the academy um, to be performance pathway coach. So I think um, there is the personnel and there's certainly um, the staff to do it. And I think on balance, um, I'd probably favour um, us trying to plug the gap um, of Neil Hatley. And whilst that's not ideal, I think it's better than us um, bringing in someone um, high profile on a short-term basis. No, I, I, I don't even think it needs to be someone high profile with, with mm. their own ideologies or their own... The, their own game plan. I, th I think it, it. Someone's got to be. Someone's got to be there. Wh whoever it may be, it doesn't need to be a, a, a big name coach. Just someone to come in for a couple of months, three months or so, while he's not there, and try and implement Neil Hatley's game plan. Not 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 their own game plan, because because I think yes, you can plug the holes with the coaches that are already there, but. These, what I mean is, all of these coaches have already got their own responsibilities, their own roles to be doing. And if if they're trying to cover Neil Hatley's job, then there are parts of their job that are going to be missing and not getting the full attention that that, that, that needs be. So it's not like Neil Hatley's spreading got a small job thin. as well. Exactly, he's, he's probably got the, the second biggest job in in, in the club with yeah. Gervin Dempsey. So he's got forwards a load and, of responsibility. Forwards and defence is a massive, massive role to have the expectation that 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 Lily and and and. Hooper are going to sort of assume all of the, and Charter is going to assume all of those responsibilities. Lily, a guy that has never been part of the first team coach, Charter is first year coaching. Hooper, you know, a DOR, not even a qualified coach uh, to the to the to the right level. I, I think it's sort of naive, spreading yourself but, but, thin. But, but then again, I, I sort of think who who are you going to get? Who who are you going to get? Because it needs to be sort of like a disciple of, of, of Hatley in a way. But 
there there isn't I, I can't really think of anyone that that is out there and you're not going to get a big name to say, "Look, mate, can you come in and do do four weeks, and then we're going to get someone else to do it." That's just that's just that's just. I just Although there can't are see that kind happening. of rugby consultants around there, you know, Brendan. But they, yeah, but are there consultants to come in on top of the coaching staff? We need someone on the pitch coaching. I think these guys. Got, I mean, the, the Brendan Venter is the guy I have I have in mind, yeah. and I know in the past of the clubs he's um, you know been involved in preseason, been involved in coaching, and then also kind of overseeing kind of as like I guess a consultant, whatever that means, kind of role during the season. So I think there are names out. There. But you don't want you don't you think you were better off plugging the gap? I don't know. I yeah. I, on balance, I do. <laughs> and you're calling on Brendan Venter, who's a big name yeah. coach. No, I'm just giving an example yeah, yeah. Of, of who yeah, yeah, potentially okay. um, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you could okay. call on. But I, I, I do think that's dangerous. Um, either way, it's not ideal. But the other point I'd make is it's very very difficult um, to kind of understand what's going on at preseason. Obviously, these mm-hmm. coaches have mm-hmm. their titles um, and have their um, you know their defined roles. But the reality is, it's much probably more fluid than that and different Correct, different yeah. people are going to be involved in different things so definitely not ideal and there'll be certainly people uh, looking back um, you know um, on some of the early matches of the season um, if it doesn't go to plan I'm blaming um, this but, um, but that's the problem I think Tom because I feel like with Bath next season especially with, with the way we've gone with the DOR and, and get and sort of parting ways with, with Todd and getting Stuart Hooper which is kind of a, a, a completely different way of going about it than most of the other premiership clubs getting a guy that isn't going to do the coaching he's a DOR and, and there's a lot of sort of trepidation amongst Bath fans that is that the right decision and I feel like if we start with a bad month a bad two months a bad three months they're just the knives are going to be out you know I, maybe not amongst us but amongst Bath fans I mean like, speaking to my dad I mean he's exactly in that boat like he's going to give Hooper a chance but he yeah. wants to see results instantly and if you haven't got someone assuming those those main roles then the likelihood of you having a really good start to the season which is pivotal for Bath and Hooper it's, it's just diminished. Yeah, the yeah. more you talk about it, the more you can see sort of uh, the headline, you know, exactly. bar fighting uh, 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 to avoid relegation and, after and bringing Stuart Hooper is going to lose and, and not, having a, not having a head coach. Next yeah. premiership season is going to be, you know, probably said every year, but like London Irish are spending big to, to try and stay up. Bristol are trying to establish themselves. There's not an obvious candidate to, to, to go now necessarily. And I, no. you know, I dread to think it would be Bath, but if we did start slowly, perhaps we would find ourselves at the foot of the table. And then, you know, the knives would be out and people would be after for Hooper and saying it was all the wrong decision. We should have got someone who's got DR experience. And so I feel like whilst it wouldn't be ideal to get someone and it's very difficult to find that guy. And it, Hooper did say that they had interviewed and looked at a number of guys and they couldn't find the right, the right person. Didn't they denounce it necessarily if they did? If they, yeah, I think they would because there's been so much speculation around it. I think they yeah. would say this guy's coming in. I mean, mate, they made a big thing about us Maybe. getting a new S&C guy from, from Munster. I think if they had a new defence and, and forwards coach for, for two months. They, they'd make quite... they definitely tell us. Well, at least we're not going to go and lose to the promoted team first game of the season this yeah, year. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let us know, actually. This is a good chance to do it. Let us know on Twitter um, or wherever you want. Um, Instagram as well, we're on there. Uh, your thoughts on, on Bath's coaching structure going forward to next season and, and are we right to sort of stick with the guys in-house or would it be a good idea to get someone in and, and, and sort of perhaps um, do the role that, that Hatley's going to do with sort of implementing the style that Hatley is going to implement yep or third um, option do you hear all the logic and the different sides of the argument and you just think right I'm a Bath fan I'm going in with blind optimism yeah. um, with this season and uh, yeah let's yeah, just see what happens that Bath rugby plug on Charlie um, right let me quickly get my agenda up right last thing we need to talk club about club captain lads is club captain exactly Tom um, 
And yeah, I don't think there really is a, a, a Bath club captain at the moment. I guess Garvey did it last year and, and, and he didn't play as much as, as, as he would have liked. And there was a poll ran by Somerset Live. Again, Daniel Evans doing all of our research for us. Um, who the supporters want to be club captain for the following season. Um, and yeah, I'll just say the, the, the sort of results of that poll and then we'll have a discussion about who, who we would like perhaps. So Charlie always topped that with 34%. Next in low with 16%. So quite a big drop Blimey. off there. Chudley, excuse me, Chudley third with 11%. Then Dunn and Mercer, 7%. Garvey and Stook, 7, 6%. Roberts, 5%. Cat, 3%. Josh McNally somehow got 2%. I don't know who exactly was voting for that. Um, but yeah, Charlie, um, who, who, who would you like out of that? Are you within, in the camp with the rest of the Bath fans that um, perhaps... Yours is the right man. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm definitely at, at the top of the market in that one. Uh, go with Charlie Yules. Uh I think it's going to be extremely valuable with him being around for the whole preseason. You know, again, in, in a selfish Bath perspective, him missing out on the World Cup means he's going to be he's going to be around for all of all of preseason uh, and hopefully be there come uh, uh, come the beginning of October when when we're kicking off the Premiership and. Uh, He'll be he'll be able to lead lead the boys in the front. I think I think we saw it a couple of times yeah. this season already. He's he's uh, when we met him, Gabriel. He's he's a really inspiring guy, and he, he's he's the type he of man. A room, doesn't he? Yeah, I definitely. Mean, when we were there, sort of all all eyes were on him. Is a bit of a weird thing to say, but so sort of, certainly more than than other guys that, that that we've met. Not to put them down, but he sort of commands the room, and you definitely know that he he sort of is a leader. And, and I, I I agree with you, Charlie, and I agree with you that last season we saw. On a couple of occasions, I was really impressed with with the captaincy sort of role that he was taking because he did a lot of it last season. Um, obviously, with Garvey not playing as much rugby as he liked. Tom, are you, are you sort of in in the Yules camp, or, or can you see an argument for for someone else? No, I, I, I think I think I, I agree with you, boys. And um, you know, we've spoken about um, you know him being um, uh, you know an old head. I'm sure, on you don't y- want it to be Semester Rockadagoony with less than one percent of the vote. <laughs> oh, I, think I, I got in there then. I got in there. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I probably I probably give him yours. We, we've spoken about him, you know, being experienced sort of beyond his beyond his years, and he is only twenty four still. But when you think, um, you know, he made his his Bath first team debut back in twenty fourteen, so um, he has he has been experienced now. He is a he is an experienced player um, for Bath. Obviously, he's got um, those three caps for England as well, and has been involved in in training squad. So I, you know, I, I do think that um, potentially uh, that's that's the obvious call to make, and I don't really. Um, see uh, any obvious alternative I, I think personally I'd be disappointed if um, again um, they go with Matt Garvey I think he's been unlucky um, last season and that he probably didn't get the chance to justify his place as, as club captain given that he was injured for most of the season but um, you know when you look at how strong um, uh, our pack is now particularly having brought in some very similar players um, to Matt Garvey um, such as Mike Williams um, and Josh McInerney as you mentioned mm. I think he's in a struggle to to get in, in the side and I think that potentially undermines um, him him as a captain mm. um, and he can still be a leader without being a captain but I think Charlie Yules um, is, is is the man for the job the only ones I, I, I would throw out as alternatives and th- this is more sort of um, having never met well we, we actually met with Tom Dunn and uh, having never sort of Met Mercer as well, like not in terms of how they are as a person, more than how they play on the field. And that is Dunn and Mercer. I mean, the way both of them play is sort of, they lead by example um, from the front in that forward pack, both massively impressive um, 
and it, it, last season and sort of the standouts in the, in their prospective positions, whereas yours perhaps always isn't the standout in the second row. But I think, yeah, we're all in agreement, unfortunately, for, for bad podcasting, we're all in agreement that it's yours. But um, a couple of other yeah, there. Yeah, well, I, I, I think... I, I think he he's he's definitely the the leading candidate, and it is hard to know because being a, being a club captain, we we've, we've said it isn't on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. No, it's correct. it's That's it's throughout right. it's it's throughout all seven days of the week, and a lot of that will be to do with your own personal character, correct. and you 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 can't get an idea of that if if you're a, if you're just a casual fan. We've been lucky enough, as you say, to 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 have met and spoken you know, deeply with um, with Charlie Yules and. <laughs> Well, we've had <laughs> deep conversations. Okay, yeah, yeah, I right. Know. I know Long conversations. Sorry, yeah. We've we've spoken at length with yeah. with Tom Dunn and 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 Charlie Yules. And you know, as as great as Tom Dunn was, he was he was very amusing, very friendly, brilliant guy. But Charlie Yules was seemed like the kind of guy I'd, I'd follow yeah. into battle. You know, and yeah. it's it's it, it's that kind of mentality that you want from having from never your... really watched sort of. Sorry, mate, but having never really watched sort of Martin Johnson like play at his peak, like this, the way people speak about Martin Johnson sort of is how I imagine like Charlie Yules to be, if, if that makes any sense at all, sort of commanding the room and, uh, and, and the main personality. So, yeah, I think we're all in agreement that Yules, yeah. along with 43% yeah. of, of the Bath fans. The only, so, the only um, caveat I'd make, actually, just, just before we move yeah. on, is Yules didn't actually play that much rugby. Yeah. Um, for Bath last season. I know that's not um, a factor. Well, it's not the only factor when thinking about a club captain. But I would just say, he, you know, particularly in the middle of the season, he was um, quite regularly um, on the bench. Mm. We don't necessarily know the full um, reasons for that. And I just had a quick look at, um, you know, the total minutes um, played over the season. And Charlie Yules is down there in 18th uh, place, which for me is quite surprising. And when you look up... When what you look at... proportion of the season is that, sorry? Um, Does it give it a, a 40%. Percentage? 40%. So yeah, I mean, it's a decent amount. But if you look... In terms of the locks... If you look towards gonna... the top of... Well, if you look right top of that list, Atwood um, was right at the top there with, with 67%. And second, you mentioned Zach Mercer. Mm. Um, you know, potentially would struggle to get in the bath um, back row if every single person in the squad was fit. Um, but, you know, there was 61% um, of the minutes played in the season. So he certainly showed um, at his um, young age as well that he can lead from the front. And um, maybe there are some other um, emerging leaders um, coming forward to captain the team on the day um, when yours isn't playing and then and then we have Charlie yours as kind of the overarching club captain yeah again let us know what you think at Bath Rugby Plug on that one right final thing guys to, to finish this off I recognise that it's uh, become a bit of a marathon but it's so good to be back that I could be uh, here all night chatting this with you boys and I'm sure we're going to go <laughs> off to a pub in a minute and do exactly that so yeah. um yeah, so last thing, guys, and I thought it'd be quite nice, looking ahead slightly towards Bath season, we're going to, as I said at the start of the podcast, do a, a full pre-season podcast slightly later on in the summer. Um, but let's do something that we're looking forward to, one thing we're looking forward to, and one thing that we're slightly worried about. Um, and let's start, let's spin negative to start with. One thing we're slightly worried about Um who wants to go first? As both of you point towards yeah. each other, chart Tom, <laughs> do you want to go first, mate? Well, yeah. Um, you know, I was, um, shall we say, without wanting to pardon the pun, bearish um, about Bristol's chances uh, last season um, in Absolutely. the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Think... <laughs> You've had all summer to come up with something, and you come up with that. It's the best I could do, I'm afraid. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was bearish on their chances last season. I thought they'd uh, they'd go down, and I was, uh, you know, <laughs> well, like Christmas it was. I, I think I think they were my words, and uh, I had to 
to eat my words when I went to Ashton Gate with uh, um, with a bunch of Bristol fans on that first game of the season, um, which we obviously uh, lost. Um, as, as it would happen, as I'm sure everyone's aware, we've got Bristol um, at Ashton Gate uh, again on the first match um, of the season on the 18th of October. Uh, fortunately, um, I will be on the other side of the world um, during that game. Oh, where are you? Um, Japan? Yeah. <laughs> but Charlie, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you'll be able to... Uh, so you'll be able to make a trip across to Bristol and uh, and go and watch it. And I, you know, I am quite worried about that game. Um, you know, them having bolstered um, their pack with obviously the signing of uh, Dave Atwood, Nathan Hughes, um, who isn't going to Japan, um, and also announcing um, uh, today um, in a very very amusing um, tweet that John Ofoa, um, who's obviously a key player in that pack, um, has has resigned. And if you haven't seen that. Um, and they're into Love Island. Um, I suggest having a look at that on on their on their Twitter because it was uh, it w- was really good. I thought so. Yeah, that's my um, kind of dread first um, meaningful game of the season, and I'm absolutely dreading it, boys. Charlie, well, you uh, got any? What's your big worry going in, looking forward to to next season? Um, to be honest, a lot of it is actually. It, it sounds such a, a typical thing to say with a bar team, but injuries. Mm. I think I, I, I'm really worried about you. We, we've spoken about those five guys mm. who are going on the World Cup. I'm already, I'm already worried about the injuries that they picked up in, in training, mm. and then it can have a, a grueling rugby World Cup, and then to come back and they're going to be expected to be slot straight back into that in, into that bar team, yeah. and they are vital players to to our team you know we we struggled we we struggled to plug the holes of of of, of JJ and Watson especially and i think underhill he's 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 really got to start start you know, I, I, not cementing himself in that team but getting regular minutes you know we you look at you look at your game you look at your game you you showed earlier gabriel and he's he's right down the bottom of that list um, so it's yeah, it it, it is worrying. Nineteenth um, place. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 not great, and uh, that is something I am yeah, I am a bit worried about. Weird, Charlie, it's almost like you stole my notes because what I had just picking back off you is, is rushing the England boys back because obviously we've spoken yeah, about yeah. how vital these five guys are to to Bath to Bath's chances next season and how we want to see them in a Bath shirt as much as possible. But there really needs to be a disciplined approach from the. The, the player but most importantly from the coaching staff to make sure these guys get the right recovery because you know they're in they're training now and they've been training for a while for this England squad mm-hmm. and they're going to have a World Cup as you say Tolin and if we rush them back we're at risk of, of losing them for the, for the most important part of the season so it's pivotal as much as we want to see these boys in the squad we must remain disciplined and get the right recovery in them so that we don't lose them later on in the season yeah certainly and if I'm going to segue this into what I'm actually looking forward, looking forward to, to, and oh, perhaps perhaps a bit excited about, it's going to be uh, you know the the combination of boys that have been promoted from the academy and boys that we've signed. I think mm. the likes of uh, Christian Judge, um, Will Stewart, Miles mm-hmm. uh, Reed, these guys. You know, Miles Reed for one. You know. Uh, if he if he can start getting some games mm-hmm. together and 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 really showcases him, himself while the likes of uh, Sam Underhill is away, you know that's that's only going to strengthen our depth and it's perhaps actually a real opportunity for these boys who are already in 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 the squads. Did you generally steal my notes? No. So I've got young players <laughs> stepping up. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine as well. <laughs> right, well, there we go. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I guess that's, rule that's agreement. Got, that's, got, that's got to be one of the main things yeah, as well. I mean, yeah. there aren't many clubs that can, um, and again, we are biased, but there aren't many clubs that can look at some of the young players um, they've got outside these big name internationals and be so excited about them. And, you know, I think for me, um, the number one name on that list is is Tom de Glanville. Um, you know, exactly, one of the yeah. massive disappointments from last season was, um, you know, the, 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 the farce that was um, trying to sign a, a big name 10 and then ultimately re-signing Reese Priestland. Um, and, you know, I think that left um, kind of a... <laughs> A, a bitter taste for, um, for 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 a lot of Bath fans, to be honest. After um, being promised or, or those things being rumoured, so um, Tom de Glamber, who's obviously a fantastic talent, and, and has started to show that um, him for me um, being given the opportunity to step up, and you only have to look at um, Charlie, your other team, Quinns last season, um, who mainly through injury um, uh, were able to give Marcus Smith the, the chance as a very young man to step up and make a name for himself. Mm. So um, you know. Tom de Glamour's got the talent to do that and, uh, you know, uh, fingers crossed he'll be able to do the same. Yeah, there's other guys that we've sort of waxed lyrical as well, like both the Maxes, Max Green and, and Max Wright. I think, you know, as a group, we're, we're really big fans of. And, and as you say, Charlie, those guys that, that are missing, it's really an opportunity for those guys to rep to sort of step up and then we won't rush back the England boys as if, if, if perhaps yeah. the, the places were like glaring, glaringly obvious. Um, and, and the only other sort of thing I, I'm really looking forward to is... Um, we saw Zach Mercer last season playing out of his skin, especially towards the end of the season, really carrying us as a team. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Zach Mercer with maybe a slight chip on his shoulder and with a point to prove and him going absolutely berserk at the start of the season. I can't wait to watch him. He's one of our favourite players to watch. I know he's yeah. a lot of the Bath fans, one of their favourite players to watch. And that snub sort of by Eddie Jones, I'm sure he'll sort of try and view it that way and that will drive him in pre-season and drive him at the start of the season. And he's a guy that I'm really looking forward to serve. And, and yours and Dunn as well, other guys that may be on the fringe sort of how they react to that and I'm sure For it's sure. going to be a positive manner yeah, yeah. so a lot to look forward to hopefully a lot more to look forward to than, than there is to worry about lads yeah, yeah definitely I think for sure sweet um, that just about wraps up unless anyone else has got anything else to add well, I could just say one thing that if you are still listening to the podcast congratulations that you got <laughs> this far for one but uh, as a little treat uh, for you we may have something very special coming your way in the next couple of weeks so we tune may. in to the next couple of podcasts and uh, there could be a certain interview that would be very interesting so yeah hit subscribe wherever you um, we're not going to say any more than that hit subscribe right. wherever you get your podcasts follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram follow us on Facebook um, do everything you can to sort of get involved with the podcast rate us if you if you find it uh, interesting and, and you enjoyed it and, and give us a review uh, any feedback uh, we really Really received because yeah we, we just want to get better it's us going into our second season lads so uh yeah hopefully we're going to get better and um we'll enjoy it and, and just the last thing as well we've nearly got our um our newest member of of the bath rugby plug family charlie your brother uh your brother's wife is in very long labor at the moment yeah, so Paul, fingers crossed that goes well any news yeah uh, i'm trying Still to look at my phone yeah. now no, no news <laughs> you should be you should be blessed uh so. bath fans i'm 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 here despite despite my my brother's. Well, that'll wife, be my that'll be one more listener, labor, so uh, we can we can yeah. double the audience tomorrow at least. <laughs> yeah. So fingers crossed that goes well, and then yeah, so one more one more member of the Bath Rugby Plug family, uh, all going well. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, as I say, if you're a new listener, follow us. Um, go back and listen to our old podcasts. Um, 
maybe not the ones right at the start because, uh, yeah, we were not at our best. But, yeah, we certainly feel like we're pretty proud of some of the ones we put out last season. So go back, listen, enjoy. Go through the highs and lows of last season with us. If you uh, have listened to them all, then then why don't you go back and listen to your favourites again? Or just get in touch with us on Twitter. We're more than happy to have a chat. Um, We like doing nothing more than talking about the blue, black and white. So um, we're happy to do that at all points, at any point uh, you want. As we're back with a pre-season podcast at some point this summer, we can't promise exactly when that's going to be. Keep an eye out. But keep an eye out. Subscribe and and, and you won't miss a thing. Um, Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you, Charlie. Cheers, Gabriel. And thank you, Tom. Thanks, everyone.